I'm Michael Malley, and this is The Mindful Storyteller, where the subject always is stories. Storytelling, story reading, story listening, mindfulness, and the creation of the story space. Once again to The Mindful Storyteller. And I'm Michael R. Malley. And I'm Ollie Ren Erickson Malley. Today we'll be talking about storytelling and story listening, but even more so we'll be talking about silence and the, uh, the value and the importance of silence um, as part of bringing mindfulness and storytelling together. Ali will share a reading from the Vietnamese Zen Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh. Uh, then I will share a written reflection. We'll have a little discussion about that. And then finally, Ali will share a few closing questions and reflections. As always, we have the Tibetan singing bowl. And it is always... A simple invitation, an invitation to presence, an, an invitation to the joy of this moment, to the sound of the bell. spent a winter at Princeton, I used to visit an old man who lived near the campus. He was a mathematician, a friend of Einstein's. Every time I came, which was usually at night, he would open the door for me and take me in close to the fireplace. Then his wife would offer me a cup of tea and we would spend an hour just sitting there. After that, I'd bow to him and go home. That happened many times. I knew in advance that whenever I came, the same thing would happen. Yet I always came because it was very nice and very rewarding. We need to learn again how to be silent. Silence can be more intimate than talking. It is a way of being that makes your doing your actions deeper and more effective. Thich Nhat Hanh, The Art of Power, page 156. Inspired by the Zen Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh's story of his silent nights with the mathematician, our family has, over the past 20 years, sometimes experimented with Silent Tuesdays. We put the word out to friends and family that we will be hosting a silent gathering at our house on a particular Tuesday evening. That night, we greet people with a smile at the door. With a gesture, they are invited to come in sit, relax, meditate, pray, maybe read a spiritual book. 
and after about an hour, we have tea. We sit and enjoy our tea together. Then folks are invited to wash out their cups and depart. All of this happens in silence, from the greeting to the goodbyes, with a few hand gestures, smiles, maybe a hug as someone is leaving, and no words. The paint that the storytelling artist uses is words, but the canvas is silence. We dwell in a cacophony of words, both spoken and unspoken. In the past, and perhaps still in some cultures, there was room for silence. The canvas was clean, unspattered. Today, our minds in the air are full of sounds. Internally, the drumbeat of our incessant thoughts. Externally, the thousand and one ceaseless voices calling for our attention in every moment. We need to be selective in which internal and external voices we give credence to, but more fundamentally, we are called to create the space for silence. We are infatuated with machine metaphors to describe ourselves and our ways, but we have much more in common with oak trees and radish plants than we realize. Sunshine, clean water, rich soil, some space, some nurturance, and silence allow for growth and provide us with much that is needed for joie de vivre, the joy of living. We humans love story. One of the great fortunes of life is to share our worthy stories and to listen to the tales of others that challenge and chant and inspire us. And there is also the gift of silence. Not just silence so that we can think and reflect, though this too has deep value, but the precious gift of a silence so clear that we are free of thoughts. In such silence, we are simply here, alive, present to the experience of the moment. This is richness, and it somehow sweetens the telling and listening when the space for story opens again. This is the work, mindfully creating space for silence, for story, and for silence again, in an ongoing circle of health and growth and well-being. Well, I, I had a vivid uh, image come in my head when you were reading that. It was the first time we did this, a Silent Tuesday. It had to be over 20 years ago. Yep. Before Meshach was born. Meshach's going to be 19 this summer. And we were living in a double, um, half of a double. Yeah, an apartment, two apartments two, in one building. You're yeah. right. So it was kind of a small, smallish uh, living room. And we had like, I don't know, 10 or 11 people show up that night, yeah. uh, coming in in silence and all these friends of ours. And yeah, and people brought different things like a meditation cushion or a, uh, I don't know, maybe somebody was working on some um, knitting or mm. a prayer book or, and p people doing all sorts of spiritual practices that kind of came together for this. And it was beautiful. It was just beautiful that night. Yes, it was. Uh, and uh, and then we've done it many times since that yeah, night. Many, many beautiful times <laughs> since that time. Yes. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, so, there's just so powerful. I, another image comes to mind of being here, and, um, and our kids are 
like elementary school age, I think. And like no one else showed up, which happened frequently when we did this. It would just be our family. Mm-hmm. And the kids, so it's me, you, and uh, at least two of our kids. Maybe, maybe all three. Maybe yeah. all three, but maybe one was of two. The younger ones, of yeah. the younger ones. And, and they're just sitting there for the hour with us. Mm-hmm. And how powerful that was. Because um, doing these, we would get ready. Like we didn't know who would show up. And so we get the house before we do our dinner earlier and mm-hmm. have the house ready and just kind of get in that prayerful state, an uncluttered state, I guess, too, kind of get our house ready. And uh, so whatever happened with those, it's always beautiful, whether one person shows up or 10 or it's just our family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just always powerful. Yeah, there's something about... As you're speaking here, Ali, I'm thinking of that, the creation of the space itself, mm-hmm. right? That there's something about that. Um, there's a mindfulness that we're bringing to the space in terms of just, you know, the lighting of our house. Um, you know, we've swept and vacuumed and uh, put away the dishes and, 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 it's it's an inviting space. Uh-huh. It's a space that it's a welcoming space. And and again, that's a great overlap with when we have a party that here where we have storytelling, uh-huh. where where again we're trying to create something that that draws people into the circle, draws people in into the space. Yeah. Sure. And, and creating that space for silence so that we know that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like you and I know, the kids know. Um, that's anyone that's coming knows. Anyone, anyone that's coming knows that is what's going to happen that night. And I don't just, just knowing that, I mean, there's some kind of power in that. And that, that makes that happen. Like on any given night, we couldn't just say, okay, we're not going to talk for the next hour. Like there's something different with setting it up beforehand. Right. Like we know this, we've known this for a week or two, that this, this Tuesday is going to be a silent Tuesday night. Right. Um, so having that expectation and creating that space allows for that to happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm, as you speak, I'm remembering um, several years ago we visited Japan and we went up on this mountain and visited this Buddhist monastery. We actually stayed there for one night and then there was opportunity to meditate in the morning. And... Just that whole space, mm-hmm. the, 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 the monastery itself, but then the surrounding grounds and just this creation of an environment, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's something, you know, this is relevant to both silence and, and, and storytelling and story listening is, um, I think we, we, we feel sometimes that we're just sort of, um, um, victims might be too strong a word maybe it's not but just kind of pawns of the space like it's just like this is just the way it is instead of saying no we can create we can decide at whatever level and you know obviously we can't control everything but we can we have some we have some say over the space here um i'm even thinking of this as we're speaking and i don't hear it in this moment but you know they're working out on on our street right now so there's this background hum uh as you know, as we're recording this podcast, oftentimes 
if you listen to this podcast or if you listen to our podcast, Fresh Green Blessings, or, or our third podcast, Michael the Storyteller Tells Tales, you might hear a plane in the background. You might hear a train in the background. So we do have, you know, we have noise in our lives. And it's also great, you know, to go and, you know, go to the woods or go to a space where we can get more silence. And, and, and so I think that this is part of this is how do we negotiate with the greater world and how do we negotiate to um, to give us opportunities for either complete silence or some approximation some approximation of of, of, of silence yeah. well, I know people are very uncomfortable I mean me included sitting in silence with someone mm. I mean, it's interesting hearing Tiknahan talk about this like that's a lot more intimate. It's just you and another person sitting there in silence. Mm. Um, that is a very intimate thing. <laughs> you know, like we fill, we use words to kind of fill the space and and any uncomfortableness or something. Right. Like that's, I don't know, powerful and yeah, just to just be able to sit in silence with someone. Mm-hmm. Um. And it, it, bringing this to storytelling too, if you think of people who are um, the great storytellers, most of them at least, they don't just perpetually speak. Mm-hmm. They don't just talk incessantly. They're also listeners. Right, and they're also, um, you know, there's exceptions to the rule or whatever. But 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 most storytellers are that it happens within a context of space, the space, you know, the space of silence, and 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 and, and creating some sort of balance of that. I mean, I, I really appreciate what Thich Nhat Han says at the end of this, where he says. Um, The silence um, is a way of being that makes your doing, your action, deeper and more effective. Mm-hmm. That, you know, we're just talking about Silent Tuesdays here tonight. And there's a whole bunch of other things that we can talk about where, you know, meditation practices and things we've done in circles with groups and that we continue to do that create spaces for some quietude. And I think all of that, all of that um, feeds me as a story listener and as a storyteller. I think I think the quality of my listening, and I would also argue that the quality of my telling um, is improved because of that silence. That there's some there's some sort of relationship there. Yeah. I love how you wrote the paint is storytell that the storytelling artist uses as words, but the canvas is silence. I thought that was really, really powerful. Um, I mean, I know, like, I was thinking, well, I'm alone a lot of the time, but a lot of time when we're alone, I mean, I have to resist the temptation in, all the time in the car or when I'm cooking dinner to turn on the radio, uh, whether it's music or the news, um, to just to try to be just try to be 
as I'm doing things without that distraction mm-hmm. of noise. So even when we're by ourselves, it's we have to choose to be in silence. Um, and it's lovely what I can get there. So I, you know, I, I cook hours a day. I'm in my kitchen cooking and um, preparing food for our family. And and I, do, I sort of enjoy listening to the radio some, but for part of that time, or much of that time, just being just being there, chopping the carrots, and looking out the window and seeing the trees or the dogs playing um, mm-hmm. or kids outside. Um, there's just such beauty and power when I can just <clears throat> be there in silence and try to get my mind not on anything, my mind just to be on what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, gosh, there was something you said there. Oh, in, in terms of the silence, I, I find myself thinking, well, you know, how often do we, do we feel, fill our solitude with something that is not silence, right? Mm-hmm. Where we fill it with the noise of the television. We fill it with the noise of the radio. We fill it with the noise of, you know, getting on the internet or getting on Facebook and just, and we fill that space rather than kind of allowing that, mm-hmm. allowing that space. And even, even if we turn off all those things, um, oftentimes our minds are racing so much with our thoughts, our worries, our concerns, our, mm-hmm. um, you know, oh, th- this and this, and how is this going to happen? And what are we going to do about that? You're not in silence. It might look like silence. <laughs> you can have a recording device, um, and you wouldn't pick up anything. But there's that that internal noise that's going on and on. So, so while we do, <laughs> we do want to encourage you to take some time, and and if if you find it of value to listen to our podcast, uh, <laughs> we also encourage you to sometimes not listen to us or anything else, and 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 to create that space. Um, yeah, and and just a, a word. Uh, as well about the about the uh, the words as paint and 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 the silence as canvas that was inspired by our earlier podcast the storyteller's palette where we talk all about words and i mean this is part of the the work of story listening storytelling and all this as well is not to take an either or attitude you know, we, we spent a whole podcast talking about the beauty and the loveliness of words. Mm-hmm. And here we're talking about the importance and value of silence. Well, well which is it? <laughs> well, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's always both and. It's always, you know, finding the dance, the balance of, of, of what we need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I was, I was, when you were talking about the noise in your head, the one thing that came to me right away is, you know, sometimes I, I, do, I am... When I'm quiet, I am worries and thinking about the future, my plans for the day. But recently, <laughs> as I've been trying to be in silence, like songs, and, and this happens to everybody, songs like start going through my head. And songs that I don't really want to be going through my head, like some pop song that the kids have had on, that, <laughs> and I've been going through my head. So one thing I've been doing um, is I, I just doing little mantras, which when I can't, be there in silence in my head and like oh my gosh that song is going back in my head again Mm -hmm. um is um 
And so what I what I what I've just done the last couple of days is may all beings be well, may all beings be happy, may all beings be free from suffering. So when I notice <laughs> that this is, I said, well, I'm just going to do a mantra. What do they say? Mantra is like protection of the mind or something. Um, yeah, one one way I've heard of it uh, heard of it defined as a mantra is that which protects the mind from itself. Right. 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 So yeah. that's gonna. So I do that. Say that a few times and then. Just try to see if I can <laughs> not have any more noise in there. Of yeah. course, it comes. And <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, but that that's hit me for the last couple days. It just <laughs> it keeps these song lyrics just keep going through my head. I'm like, I don't I don't want that there <laughs> right, right now. Right. So and yeah, and lots of there's and thousands of different mantras. But uh, right. And, well, and, and it's funny as you're speaking, Ollie, because I find myself thinking. Oftentimes, I love when the songs are there. I mean, I love to be kind of humming or kind of I do too, bop, yes. bopping along. And, and sometimes that relates to lightness. So again, not necessarily an either or. You're very, um, very right. No, I, I love it when we can turn on the music and we've got, we're all, we're do, all doing the dishes. Or if I'm just doing the dishes by myself sometimes, that I, I turn on that music and that gets me going. And I do love those. Yeah, we, that's, we are certainly not all serious people. And we do love pop songs. Oh, right. uh, we, we love them very, very much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in our too house, if you see it too yeah, much, I think. Uh, but uh, but when I don't want it to be there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 yeah, I mean, you're you're you might be inspiring inspiring another uh, another future podcast here in terms of music and songs. I mean, I was driving to pick up our son from uh, from college for for uh, for the end of the semester here, and I popped in a a Kate Bush CD into the into the car as I was driving, and I just had a blast with that, right? And so again. That's something different than silence, different than words. But all of these, and how do they, um, you know, how do they water beneficial seeds, or when do they? But certainly, I think I feel pretty strongly that we don't have a lot of space for either the inner silence or the outer silence in our lives. Mm -hmm. I suspect that we have significantly less of that silent space than you know some of our ancestors or those <laughs> of past cultures past generations and i think um i'm thoroughly convinced that uh um as Thich Nhat Hanh says that great richness comes through the silence mm -hmm. yeah. right so it's just choosing just you know just have choices mm. about what are, is this a time for the music? Is this time for me to be in silence? Is this a time for me to listen to the news? Or and trying to feel in your gut, <laughs> like mm -hmm. what what is my what do I need right now? Do you create the space for silence to manifest in your life and the life of your family? How might you create such times and spaces? Perhaps a dialogue with loved ones about silence and its potential value. Maybe even drawing from Thich Nhat Hanh's experience described above could be an entree into possible practices of silence. An invitation. Schedule a time for 15 minutes of silence three times this week. 
Do not busy yourself with silent activities during this time. Simply open yourself to enjoying the silence. Maybe going for a little stroll through your neighborhood or just sitting in the kitchen, perhaps enjoying the flavor of your coffee or tea, either alone or with a friend. You may find that your mind is racing with thoughts in the silence, and that's okay. But create the space three times this week where you can at least begin to experiment with silence as a choice, as a practice, and as an opportunity for growth. I'm Michael Malley, and you've been listening to the Mindful Storyteller.